This is Film Focus with Emily Cook. Each episode we discuss a film genre, theme or topic. And as we've got a special guest from the crew of 80s-inspired Stranger Things joining us a little later in the show, we thought we'd keep our industry topic in the spirit of things. Yes, this episode I am so excited. We're going to be taking a look at some of our favourite films from the 80s and what it was about the decade that gave birth to so many Hollywood blockbusters that have stood the test of time. Retro geek, Instagram throwbacks, vintage style and hipster chic, it's totally rad these days to focus on retrospective in fashion, print, design and most importantly for us, cinema. You only have to look at the recent Netflix sensation Stranger Things to see a programme saturated with 80s popular references. The 80s as an era was characterised by the introduction of high concept, big budget Hollywood blockbusters. As big business took control of the studios, film budgets skyrocketed due to new technologies, developments in special effects and inflated salaries of name recognition stars. After the innovations of the 70s, films in the 80s were less experimental and original, but more formulaic and entertainment was king. By the end of the 80s, the average US movie budget was 18 million, a staggering increase from the 5 million figure at the start of the decade. Here are the 80s films that never fail to give us that all-important notion of nostalgia. Bring on the warm fuzzies. The first film I selected was Beetlejuice, which was written by horror specialist Michael McDowell and directed by Tim Burton, and is about a couple of recently deceased ghosts who contract the services of a bioexorcist in order to remove the obnoxious new owners of their home. Why did you select this film, Sarah? I really, really love Tim Burton's approach to movies and find the worlds he creates to be really darkly beautiful. This is a particular favourite of mine from 1988 because it's the perfect blend of humour, iconic acting performances from Michael Keaton, of course, and amazing special effects. All in all, a movie I'll happily see a time and time again. And what was it about this film that you found particularly surprising? I was really surprised to find out that Michael Keaton's part of the film only lasted 17 and a half minute out of a 92 minute running time which is crazy Wow! it seems like he's in it like literally all the time oh that's that is phenomenal i would not have known that at all. <laughs> brilliant i've selected et the extraterrestrial directed and produced by steven spielberg it tells the story of elliot a lonely boy who befriends an extraterrestrial called et who's stranded on Earth. He and his siblings help it return home whilst attempting to keep it hidden from their mother and the government. I know this is one that a lot of people are going to probably like. Um, why would you particularly recommend this film? Well, I find the film is complete escapism. It brings alive many childhood fantasies and innocently deals with fundamental life lessons such as compassion, integrity and loyalty. Similarly to The Goonies, Hook and a number of other fantasy films of that ilk, E.T. follows the plot from a child's point of view. This device really does revert the viewer back to childhood where illusions can't be broken and magic is real, if only we have the power to believe. Watching it today, the music, special effects and plots are so evocative that it can transport me back to a happy, innocent place. Released in 1982 by Universal Pictures, E.T. was an immediate blockbuster, surpassing Star Wars to become the highest grossing film of all time, a record it held for 11 years until Jurassic Park, another Spielberg film, surpassed it in 1993. An amazing amount of trivia that I certainly didn't know there, but was there anything else more on the shooting side of things, the production side of things that you found out? Yes, I thought it was 
it was really interesting that Spielberg himself was the first voice of E.T. During shooting, Spielberg acted out the voice parts of E.T. by positioning himself just to the side of camera, uttering famous phrases like E.T. phone home, but also occasionally speaking in full sentences to better connect the character to the child actors. I'll be right here. What is so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas. So my second film was Ferris Bueller's Day Off and that was written, co-produced and directed by the amazing John Hughes. And as most people will know, it's about a high school wise guy who is determined to have a day off from school despite what the principal and his older sister thinks of that. I've seen this film and thoroughly enjoyed it. Why did you select it? It makes me smile every single time I watch it, barring none, and I've seen it so many times now. I don't know whether it's the fact that the movie encourages living life to the fullest, or as a result of being on this crazy adventure with Ferris, Cameron and Sloane, um, but I always feel uplifted and happy every time I've ever seen it, and I, oh, I just love it. I think as well, it's does the same thing that E.T. does in that it allows you to revert back to when you were a teen. Yeah. So when you would have watched it, you may have been going through the same part of life as the characters were. Yeah, yeah, So now definitely. when you watch it again, it doubles up on that nostalgia level for you. And he's a bit of a rebel as well, do you know what I mean? In, in, in quite an innocent and sweet way. Yeah. He's naughty, but, you know, he's, he's kind of winning at the same time. So what did you find out about this film that was particularly interesting? Well, um, apparently John Hughes personally designed Ferris's bedroom and mirrored most of it on his own bedroom when he was in high school, which ah. I thought was quite charming. Excellent, <laughs> lovely. Hello, Ghostbusters. The next one on our list is the 1984 original Ghostbusters film directed by Ivan Reitman. It's become somewhat of a cult classic. The story follows a group of scientists, Dr. Peter Venkman, played by Bill Murray, and his Columbia University colleagues, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, as they get kicked out of their prestigious academic posts and start a private practice as professional ghost catchers. I think, again, a lovely classic film picked for the list. Um, what, why do you like it so much? I actually remember first watching it when I was six in America, and just like its theme tune, it's stuck with me ever since. The film is iconic, fun, and for its time, technically very clever. It made excellent use of new special effect technologies that came out of the 80s, using a subject matter that lent itself particularly well to showcasing these visual effects. Although many aspects of the film might seem slightly corny watching it today, one must remember, as with any film, it was a product of its time. The soundtrack, entertaining plot and light-hearted comedy deliver up a generous helping of cinematic nostalgia. The film received two Academy Award nominations, including Best Original Score for its hit song Ghostbusters and also for Best Visual Effects. In terms of the visual effects, I understand you found out something about the Marshmallow Man. Yes. Have a guess what the marshmallow goo was made from. Okay, so it's not marshmallows. No, it's not marshmallows. I really don't know. It's actually made from shaving cream. Oh my God. I know. Uh, more than 50 gallons was dumped on Walter Peck, uh, almost knocking him to the ground during the film. Ghostbusters. The last film on our list uh, was Blade Runner and that was based on the novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick and is a classic envisioning of a dystopian future set in 2019 Los Angeles. I need you, Dex. I need the old Blade Runner. 
The film focuses on a replicant hunter who must pursue and try to terminate four replicants who stole a spaceship and who have returned to Earth to find their creator. I absolutely love this film and remember studying it at university. Why did you select this film as a, a classic nostalgic 80s film for you? Mm, it's, it's a bit of a strange one this one because I wouldn't say it makes me feel warm and fuzzy with nostalgia as such um, but it really blew me away and it stayed with me for a long time. Ridley Scott's creative vision especially with regards to the location in which the film set was just mind-blowingly good. I've read quite a few Philip K books also and have enjoyed every single one of them and this movie in my opinion is one of the best interpretations of his ideas out there along with Minority Report and A Scanner Darkly. Excellent. What interesting facts did you find out about the production of this film? Well along with Ridley Scott apparently in 1969 Martin Scorsese showed an interest in doing something with this novel but the novel was never optioned and so the project fell through but I really would have liked to have seen what Martin Scorsese would have done with it. Well, it's one of those scripts that would be quite fun to give to several iconic directors and see yeah. what they'd do with it. You know? yeah. I mean, Why do people not do that? That would be awesome. Stamping their vision on it. Yeah. We asked you on Facebook about your favourite 80s films and we had a tremendous response. It's a really popular topic. Uh, musician Ian Siegel-Berry agreed with me and voted for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Script supervisor Ben Desmond, who was a previous special guest on the show, recommended Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future. Yeah, awesome. good choice. <laughs> Um, Philip Hawkins and Linda Reese, our special guest up next, went for Inner Space. Again, fantastic choice. <laughs> and Robin Cole chose The Goonies, which was screened at last year's Isle of Man Film Festival. There were just too many to go on our list. 80s films are just brilliant. We should do End 100 of. best <laughs> 80s films. Um, some great suggestions there to add to the list. Thank you so much for getting in touch. We always love to hear from you. You'll find more on the topic of our favourite 80s films, including trailers, posters and links to the film on our blog. Links will be in the video audio file description boxes. Thanks for listening to Film Focus with Emily Cook. Happy movie going!